John chapter 11. Verse 39. And this is the scripture and the story where that the Lord raises Lazarus from the dead. But I want to go to verse 39. Jesus said, Take ye away the stone. Martha, the sister of him that was dead, saith unto him, Lord, by this time he stinketh, for he hath been dead four days. So you Bible readers know what happens in this story. <clears throat> we certainly desire your prayers for just a minute. Surely won't be before you too long at all. But I want to preach on too late. And so here we can go back to the first of this chapter and read it about where the news comes down to Jesus about how Lazarus is sick. And he tarries for a couple of days. He doesn't go right away, but he tarries where he's at for a couple of days. And they talk amongst themselves, the disciples and Jesus, about Lazarus. And the word came, it said, He whom thou lovest is sick. And he abode there still two days, I believe, if I remember correctly. And... <clears throat> They talk about him, and, and Jesus tells the disciples that he sleepeth. And Thomas said, if he sleepeth, Lord, he doeth well. And they misunderstood the Lord. The Lord told them plainly, he said, Lazarus is dead, but I go that I might wake him out of his sleep. And so here we are, and he makes it down to where Mary and Martha and Lazarus live, and he calls, Martha goes out to meet him, Mary goes out to meet him, and Martha says, if you'd have been here. And even the Jews that were with him, I guess you'd call them the church, their church, said, surely this man that caused the blind to see and the lame to walk, if he'd have been here, he could have caused that this man wouldn't have died. And Martha says here, if you'd have been here, Lord, my brother wouldn't have died. He's dead. His heart has stopped beating. He's not breathing any longer. His body has grown stiff. He's beginning to decay. He's been in the tomb for four days. It's too late. I want you to know, and I, there's going to be, I guess you'd call this a two-part message. I want you to know with God it's not too late. They said if you'd have been here my brother wouldn't have died. Jesus said I am the resurrection and the life. And you Bible readers know what happened don't you? He prayed and he said that these people could believe Lord that's why I'm here today. And he said, and then he looked and he had him roll the stone away and he called Lazarus' name and Lazarus came forth from the tomb bound in grave clothes and the napkin still on his head and Jesus said, loose him and let him go. And he lived because it's not too late for Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Friend, it's not too late for Jesus in your life either. 
You may have been here and been a part of Dutch Bottoms for years. You may be here and be just a young person. I don't know, but I'm here to tell you it's not too late. I've heard people say, well, you can go too far with the Lord. I'm here to tell you as long as there's breath in your body and your heart still beats, and that there's a chance that the Lord will forgive you. I'm here to tell you today, if you'll follow before Him and you'll come humble and call on His name, He'll hear your prayer and He'll save your soul. It's never too late for the Lord. I'm here to tell you today that He loves you and He cares for you. And I know that we can disappoint Him. We can let Him down. I've done it myself, John. I failed and come short. I sinned and had to ask Him to forgive me. But I have found... Now listen, there's a payment for sin. Did you know that? We can't just do and We get accused of that all the time. That we can do whatever we want to do because we're bad. Uh-uh, honey. That's not how God's children act. I'm here to, and I remember whenever I was growing up, Chuck, if I misbehaved and did something that my mom and dad told me not to do, I could expect the limb. I could expect the belt. I could expect to be corrected. And they didn't beat me. I wasn't mistreated. They didn't need to call DHS or anything like that. But they taught me discipline so that when I grew older, I could have some self-discipline. I could learn to say no to things that were of harm to me. And that's how God is. He loves us. But He'll correct us when we're in sin. I want you to know it doesn't matter what you've been into, how deep you're in it, and maybe we talked about this with the kids in Sunday school this morning. They're in a critical time. In the next five years, they'll graduate. In the next five years, they'll probably pick a profession. In the next five years, they'll probably have a serious relationship. But I want them to know, and I want you to know this morning, no matter how far away you are, no matter how low you get, God still loves you, and it's not too late to get close to Him and to have His blessings in your life again. All right. Too late. If you'd have been here, my brother wouldn't have died. But all Jesus did was just call him forth. How about Legion? Would you say it's too late for him? Many men did, didn't they? They had chained him down. They tried to talk to him. Didn't do a bit of good. We've got legions in our world today. Did you know that? They had tried to talk to him. Didn't do any good, Gary. He just went right on about the same old thing he'd always did, hurting himself, hurting his family. Don't you know the man had a family that loved him? He heard them. Hurt himself, made decisions that was harmful to him. I believe the Bible even said he cut himself. Said he ran naked in the tombs. They had even tried to chain him down to restrain him, to keep him from harming himself. And he'd just break the chains and go on anyway. They had tried again and again and again, over and over and over. If you got somebody in your life that you tried over and over and over and over to help them, and still they're in the same old pain, still they're in the same old agony, still doesn't look like there's any help or any hope, 
and, and you've said it must yourself. You said in your feeble mind, it's too late. Don't look like nothing could ever be done to make a change. I'm here to tell you with the Lord, it's never too late. There'll never be no help for that one. We've tried. And I'd say Legion probably felt like that himself. As a matter of fact, when Jesus stepped off the boat there at the city of the Gadarenes, Legion fell down before him, didn't he? He said, I pray thee, torment me not. You don't know what I've been through. You don't know what I've got on me. I can't take any more. Don't torment me any farther. Oh, but listen, a lot of folks would have ignored a man like that. A lot of folks would have been like the priest or the Levite that walked past the man that fell among thieves. A lot of folks would have ignored Legion and tried to pretend that he wasn't there. But it's never too late for Jesus. What is thy name? He took an interest, didn't he? He said, Legion, for we are many. I, I see your face on Sunday morning. I have no idea what you have to deal with during the week, and you don't know what I have to deal with during the week. Has there ever been a point in your life your name could have been Legion? I've been there a time or two. A man that was beyond help as far as most folks were concerned. But it's never too late for Jesus. Jesus cast the demons out and sent them into herd of swine. And if I'm not mistaken, it said 2,000 swine. And they ran violently down the hill and into the water and were drowned. That's how much torment Legion was in. Now you think, I've never been around hogs to amount to anything, but I'd imagine they're not animals that are that you could just control very lightly. 2,000 of them ran violently down a hill and were drowned. That's how much torment this one man was under. So much so that people had said there's no change there's no hope. There's no reforming him. He'll just continue to spiral and spiral and spiral. Have you got legion in your life? Spiral and spiral and spiral down and down and down and out of control. There is no hope for this man legion until someone stepped off the boat and said, what is thy name? Oh, and with Jesus, I'm telling you, when Jesus comes in your life, He changes you. He does a complete work. All things become, become new. I'm here to tell you today that Jesus can make a difference in your life.
life. It's not too late for him to make a change in yours. This man that they said there was no hope, no chance of reformation, no way of change in his life. They had tried all they knew to do and nothing could help him whatsoever. Whenever they saw him, he was clothed. He had run naked all his life in the tombs, but when they saw him next, he was clothed. He was sitting. He wasn't out of control. He wasn't running. He wasn't screaming. He wasn't crying. He was sitting. That's where I want to be too. He was standing at the feet of Jesus clothed and in his right mind. What a change Jesus can make. And it's not too late for him to change you. Amen. Too late. What's that song say? Just a sinner was I till Jesus passed by. Remember the woman that had the issue of blood? She had tried many physicians and grew none better, but rather grew worse. Spent all that she had. Can't you see her counting her money? I know they didn't use dollars in that day, but maybe she had got down to her last five dollars. I heard this one over here. He can, he might can help me. And she took that five dollars. She just got worse. She didn't have anything left. How were you when Jesus found you? Did you have anything worth anything to give him? Not a thing, did you? She had spent all she had, and grew none the better, but rather grew worse. They. They had taken her money and said, I can't help you. You've got what you've got. It's not going to get any better. It's probably going to kill you. Doctors don't tell you that, I know, but they might as well say that. My poor mother-in-law, she spent five days in the hospital this past week. Never found out a thing, sent her home. That's how the doctors do you. Friend, I'm here to tell you today, it's never too late for Jesus. Amen. Well, this woman had an issue of blood. She had spent all she had and grew none the better, but rather grew worse. And I don't know this, it's just conjecture on my part, Marty. This is not Bible, so you forgive me if you get offended by this. But maybe this woman was at her lowest point sitting by the side of the road. Didn't know what else to do and spent every dime she had. Didn't even have money to buy any food any longer. And just at the point of maybe almost giving up and then a bad name legion come by and said, guess what happened to me? And he was clothed and he was courteous and instead of hurting himself, he wanted to help somebody else. Oh, friend, I advise you to try Jesus. He never fails. Amen. It won't be easy to get to him. Because you have to get this stuff out of the way. You have to get this. Did you know 
Satan works right in here. He'll plant little seeds of doubt in your mind. He'll tell you, just keep your seat, just be right quiet. He'll tell you, you can get by one more day, can you? Can you really? Because you don't know that, do you? So she made her way, and there was Jesus. He was thronged on all sides. In a multitude of people. You ever been in a big crowd? Back before COVID hit, I would go to the ball games down at UT. The crowd got backed up. You might even find yourself shoulder to shoulder. 100,000 people. I'd imagine that's how Jesus was on that day. Just shoulder to shoulder thronged. There was a reason she crawled and made her way through the crowd. She must have seen something. She must have heard something. She must have realized that this man was the very one that could make a difference. Do you realize Jesus? <laughs> Jesus is the very one that can make a difference. I don't know. She made her way through the press. Might have even had to get down on her hands and knees. Crawl. And the people there that was strong in Jesus maybe even stepped on her hands. Knocked her about as she was making her way. Trying to get to the Lord. Maybe even unnoticed by the disciples. Well, she was. They didn't even know somebody had touched him. But she was able to reach out and get the hem of his garment. And he stopped. And he said, who touched me? And the disciples said, thou sayest who touched me and you're in here among all this crowd. He said, somebody touched me. It's not too late for you to get to it today. You can touch him as well. He said, for I found virtue. Leave my body. I'm here to tell you, you can't get, oh, this preach some eternal salvation. You can't get saved and not know him. He's too big a God for that. I told you what a difference. A man that everybody else had given up on, Jesus made in his life. Here's a woman that had tried every physician. And they said, you're not going to get any better. You're going to die. And when she touched the hem of his garment, the issue of blood stopped. It stopped. She could tell within herself that she was healed. He said, somebody touched me. And she came forth trembling and confessed to what was done. You want Bible for that? With the heart, man believeth unto righteousness. And with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. Too late. Remember the woman with the son that was on the bar? 
They were carrying him out, and he was dead. But Jesus touched the bar. He rose up. It's never too late for Jesus. Amen. Let's go a little farther with this part of this message. What manner of salutation is this? That you are sad. Remember the two men on the road? They said we trusted that this man Jesus would have redeemed Israel. But he's been crucified. It's three days since. Looks like it's too late. We hoped him to redeem Israel. You should have seen him when he was alive. You should have seen the things that he did. Why, he made the dead to raise again. I was there when he called Lazarus' name. I was there when he rubbed the, rubbed the, the spittle on Bartimaeus' eyes and he came forth seeing. I was there when he caused the lame to walk. I, I was there when he preached the gospel. Whoa! To the poor. And now it's been three days since. And we don't know what's going to happen. Oh. And he began that Moses had preached the scripture unto him. And they felt their hearts burn within them. They thought it was too late. But he had arose. He was alive. It's not too late for Jesus. We tend to think in terms of time anyway, don't we? This day, today, tomorrow, yesterday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, 12, 1, 2. What is that? For someone that hung the, hung the moon and the stars. What is that, that for somebody that set the, set the sun in the sky? He started it, and he'll stop it. It's not too late for Jesus, but friend, it could be too late for you. Are you going to hear this part of it? We like to hear about Jesus and the miracles that he did. We like to hear about how he has love and mercy and forgiveness and kindness, don't we? I want to tell you about a couple folks that it became too late for. A certain man, God had really blessed. I guess you could call him a farmer. The ground had really bore for him. And he was blessed. Had more than he ever thought about having. And he filled all of his barns up. There was no place left to put anything else. He had been so blessed. He said, I know what I'll do. He said, I'll tear down my barns. I'll build bigger. Be careful what you say you will do because God may have a different plan. I'll build bigger. 
And I'll say to myself, Oh, so take that ease, eat, drink, and be merry. Oh, but God had a different plan, didn't he? It was too late for that man that died. Oh, the Lord said, Thou fool, tonight thy soul shall be required of thee. And then, who shall these things be? It's better for a man to, to lose the whole world than to gain the whole world and lose his own soul. I'm here to tell you today, when your heart stops beating, when the breath starts filling your lungs up, whenever all that ceases and you close your eyes and death, then it's too late for you. I want to let you know salvation is nothing to play with. Where's that at in the Bible, preacher? Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Song we song I've heard saying, there's a stranger at the door. Let him in. He's been there off before. Let him in. Remember when he came knocking at your heart? Sinner, as he knocked at yours. I'm here to tell you today, you better open. You better let him in. Because we're not promised. We can make all these plans. God can take us out. Right now. That's right. This moment. Mm -hmm. It could be too late for you. Why don't you ask him to save you today? Well, preacher, let me tell you about somebody else it was too late for. There was a rich man clothed in purple and fine linen and fired sumptuously every day. Yeah. This is in Luke chapter 16, I believe. And there was a beggar also named Lazarus who was laid at his gate and begged for the crumbs that fell from the rich man's table. Yeah. And that rich man, every day he left his house and every day he came back, he stepped over mercy. There's mercy right here waiting for you. Amen. You don't have to die and go to hell. While your heart's still beating, it's not too late. Every day, again, just conjecture on my part. You know how people are. They'll ask you how you're doing, but they really don't want to know. And I can just see the rich man looking down at Lazarus and saying, how are you doing? But he probably didn't want to know. Now I can hear Lazarus saying, Well, I'm hungry, but I'm okay. I got Jesus. Well, I'm thirsty, but I'm okay. I got Jesus. And I can hear the old rich man think to himself, Well, if you've got Jesus, looks like he'd do something for you. Just because you can't see it, don't mean he's not. You can't see inside me. You can't tell about the peace in my heart. You can't tell about the joy 
in times of trouble, you can't understand how good God has been to me because He's blessed me more than I ever deserved. I would that you would get to know it before it's too late. You want to hear when it became too late for the rich man? The rich man died also when in hell. He lifted up his eyes. It became too late. You want proof? He talked to Father Abraham, didn't he? He said, would you send one drop of water to cool my tongue? For I am tormented in this flame. Did he get it? No. no. He got no mercy <laughs> because it was too late. He got no escape because it was too late. I could tell you about how hell is, how hot it is, the torment that goes on there, the smoke that ascends, but you already know because you're worried about it right now. Yeah. While you're worried, it's not too late. <coughs> when you bust that place wide open, it is. When you go there, you can't get out anymore. Amen. You can't escape that awful place. And for those that are there, well, preacher, mean people go there. Yes, they do. And good people go there also. There are church members burning in hell. Did you know that? <coughs> well, preacher, you shouldn't say things like that. If it bothers you, maybe you need to come pray. Church membership will not take you to heaven. We've got some good Christian families at Dutch Bottoms, and I'm thankful for every one of them. We talked about them in Sunday school. We got some good Christian families, good Christian traditions. My grandpa was a good Christian man, but that's not going to get me to heaven. My dad was a good Christian man, but that's not going to get me to heaven. If I go, I have to ask Jesus to save me just like they did. That's the only way I'll get there. You can't get any other way. Any man that would come any other way, the same is a thief and a robber. Jesus said, told Nicodemus, the church going person, marvel not that I say unto ye, ye must be born again. See, for Nicodemus, it wasn't too late. For the rich man, the second the breath left his body, it was too late. Amen. Yeah. I'm young, preacher. Young people die too. Amen. Yeah. First funeral <laughs> I ever had was for a five-year-old boy. When I was young and 18, a dear friend I had drove a car off a cliff. He was drunk and he died that way. His obituary said he was of the Baptist faith and being of the Baptist faith will not get you to heaven. I'm sorry, Baptist church member, it won't. That's right. You must be born again. Amen. Being Pentecostal, being Methodist, being Presbyterian, Episcopalian, there are no denominations in heaven. Only Christians. Amen. That's it. That's all that's going. Mm -hmm. 
it's not too late for you to get to Jesus. But when you die and lift your eyes in hell, it'll be too late for you. What are you going to do? What's my choices? Okay. Sit right still. Be right quiet. And slip right off into hell. Well, preacher, I just won't choose. That is a choice. When you sit and do nothing, you're choosing to live a life without Jesus. When you sit and do nothing, you think that you can make it without on your own. Or... He's not to them that of a broken heart and will save such as be of a contrite spirit. If you hear his voice today, harden not your heart. Now I can honestly say this. In the almost seven years I've been here as your pastor, I have never tried to preach to make somebody do anything. I've never preached an angry message that was within myself. I've never tried to straighten anybody out because I can't do it. God has to do the straightening. And I hope that you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that I love you. If I didn't, bless you. I'd preach us all right into heaven. If I didn't, I'd want money and more money and more money. If I didn't, I wouldn't care whether you showed up to church or not. Let me just tell you a little bit about the life of a pastor. Satan works on pastors too. Did you know that? Because when you are not here, Satan says, what did you do to run them off? When you're not here, Satan says, uh, what is the problem? There must be something wrong. He works on me just like he does you. Did you know that? And I'm going to tell you, I can't. Right here, since a former pastor, pastored at Clay Creek for years, he'll tell you, the pastor can't do it on his own. I preached to you not long ago, and I'm going to hush. I preached to you not long ago about the one that was born of four. You remember that message? How they had to physically take a grown man and bar his weight down to the place where the Lord was, lift, and I'm saying the average man weighs about 200 pounds. I imagine that'd be about right. Lift that dead weight up over their head, up to the roof, take part of the roof off, and lower him physically down. That's, that doesn't sound like easy work, Chuck. That sounds like somebody might have to break a sweat. One can bear a burden. But it's easier with two. And it gets even easier with three. And it gets even easier with four. We can go back here to Gary and he'd help us carry a load. That's five. Then we get you 
and your neighbor and the person sitting behind you, the person sitting in front of you, and when we all carry the burden, why it's lying. God will, will break the sinner right on down to the altar for salvation and sinner free. And there's more than me praying for you. You've got a whole church praying on your behalf. Want to see you saved. Oh, won't you come to Jesus before it's too late? <coughs> you can come right now and pray if you want to. <clears throat> Some of you are new. Since we've had this virus hit, you're new to Dutch bottles. Several new faces. We've got Bible school. It's about three weeks. You're about to see something special in your church. Amen, Gayla? You're about to see something unique in this church. Ain't that right, girls? Every year we've had Bible school, Bobby, this church just... I've never seen it like it anywhere else I go. They, everybody steps up. They do what needs to be done. They don't care what it is. If it's taken out the trash, then we'll just do that so we can keep Bible school rolling. If it's pouring Coca-Cola in a cup... John just does that so he can keep Bible school rolling. If it's making a pork roast so that we can have barbecue, and these ladies just does that so we can keep Bible school rolling. They do whatever it takes because they know that those souls of these little boys and girls matter. Amen. Yeah. They do whatever it takes Amen. so that on, on the preaching night, maybe one little sinner will make it down and say, Jesus, save me. And if we see one, it's worth every drink you got to pour at it, John. Amen. If we see one, it's worth every time Becky has to run the vacuum. If we see one saved, it's worth every time that Gala has to heat up the stove to make a little something to make, eat for Bible school. I'm here to tell you today, this church comes together for Bible school and I'm looking forward to doing it one more time. But if Jesus is knocking, don't you wait. You better come on right now. Amen.